0: Welcome to Upholding Matters. I'm your host, David Paul. Today, I want to talk about advantage. Gaining an advantage. Having an advantage. Seeking an advantage. And what that really means. But before that, I want to talk about animals. I may have mentioned that the new dog, Stephen, is working out just fine. What an intelligent animal. He learned to give a paw shake in one day. Well, it actually took about three times, but for the next day it was solid. But I'm talking now about my cat, Lucky. You may remember that she was hit by a car, and through a coordinated effort with the poor woman that had to watch her get hit, And me pulling off to help, we took her to the vet, the county vet, for free. They saved your life, and I adopted her. She's a gorgeous Siamese cat. But she came down with a um, urinary tract infection. And anyone who has cats knows that this is not a rare occurrence. You know, certainly, sometimes more cats, more than others... But anyone who's had cats through the years has probably run into this. So I remember a time, and my boys love this, they'd say, back in my day. But it was, you know, 22 bucks, which seemed like a lot of money. I mean, that was two tanks of gas. And then the little pink medicine they swallowed cost like six bucks. So it was less than 30 bucks. So here you have a situation where... You know, there can be a lot of things going on. And your advantage always has to be not to have everything be good, but to make the things good you can that are available to you. You know, I'm talking about Lucky. And the one post I have on YouTube called Bad Day Gone Good. That was the day that I helped save her life and that I got the mayor to turn the cameras back on for public speakers so they could be filmed from the front and not just from the back or, you know, poorly presented. You have to be able to present. You have to see yourself present to improve. So this camera thing is an on-and-off-again controversy with me, and it's still a work in motion, but I don't want to lose my entire advantage, by pressing it too hard. So, okay, in the midst of good things can come bad, or bad can come good. And this day with the lucky cat, my beautiful Siamese kitty, needing to be taken in for her infection, was also a day that I had to go back to the dentist and have a temporary crown readjusted. So it's pretty tense, and I have to take these um, medications, you know, antibiotics, because I have uh, artificial joints, and they're not that kind of joint. But So I have to take these antibiotics so that the particular bacteria in your teeth doesn't get into my blood and cause a real problem. So it's, and taking those things though, you have to take four huge pills and it upsets my stomach terribly. So it's not a small consideration or getting there in the time they need when I'm, you know, usually sleeping at that time. And so it complicates the matter. So we had to coordinate it so we get to the vet and to the dentist. And then I had a meeting in the afternoon on homelessness. So, you know, it was a, I usually don't like them that jam-packed and up in the air, but we made it through. So the first stop was an early appointment with the vet. And here's where something stressful like that, or at least bothersome, you know, I have a thing, I just... But I get tense at the vet with all the complications, the possible extended complications to my animals, how much that'll cost, all these things have to be considered. So it's not a fun thing, you know, there's not like a win waiting for you at the end of it. I mean, even if they tell you there's no problem, there will be a bill. So my vet, North Valley Veterinary Clinic, it's on the corner of West Avenue K and Sierra Highway. And they were hopping that morning. We got in And there were a few delays. I felt so bad. The poor woman had to bring her cat in, and the thing was in such bad shape that you didn't have to ask why she was there, but she was going to have to have her kitty put to sleep. And so, yeah, you have to grant latitude for that, and I'm in a hurry. i got to get to the dentist. You know, I have an open window, more or less, but the sooner the better, and to fit into my afternoon plan. And to get some rest in between because that kind of stuff is, I don't know, I'm not made for go-go and I'm glad I had help. So here's the good news. While I'm waiting, I got to go into the adjacent store that was just open. It's that part of the property has always been there, but used for other things. And it's a new, really nice store called Pet Nutrition Centers. And... I'll tell you what the young man that runs the place he's got it stocked and he's i can't tell you how essential it is to feed your pets the right thing and if you want them to stay healthy and not have to go to the vet feeding them healthily is probably the best way to achieve that so this was a great spot and i can't recommend it enough the guy is knowledgeable And it's well-stocked with stuff that you don't find in usual stores. And there's a whole different feel there about the health of the animal and, you know, somebody actually cares. So I recommend it. So, as I said, with a little help from my friends, I made it on through and was able to make it to the Homeless Coalition Subcommittee on divergence, to take people out of homelessness and put them into a better situation, or at least keep them from homelessness before they get there, divert them from that fate. So it was quite fun to arrive at the offices of the Valley Oasis. Now, it's not their only location. They do a lot of work, and I'm going to get another tour and find out a lot more about what exactly they do. But I've been around long enough to know that they've been around that whole time doing good things. So it's an organization that has proven itself as a valuable, not-for-profit member of the community. And I respect them. So this whole homeless coalition that's kind of run by the county, and with all these service providers from all over, we're in Spa 1, that service provider area 1, how the county is broken up, because we're way up here in the north of L.A. County, and they get a certain portion of the money to be divvied up between all these people, these Measure H funds that are supposed to go towards this very issue, solving homelessness. Well, $3 billion over 10 years sounds like a lot of money, but where do you start? And that's still what this coalition is grappling with. It's just, how do you start? What I do know is there's been hundreds of meetings and hundreds more people have burned their own gas driving to these events to do something. And there's some money going out, and the county has a website that touts what they've done. I guess that's countywide, because I don't know how many people have, you know, what is that? To have supportive permanent housing. So those are words, and you need to be supported somehow, but mostly people need to support themselves with a job and have some place that's, Affordable enough to live on what they make so that they can have a decent standard of living and existence and not have to scrape or suffer through the hard choices in life. So, what does that mean? Permanent supportive housing. But of course, ideally, if you had that housing, this supportive means would be on your own. You'd have a job that paid. And so then again, we're back to the beginning of this. This value basis, they're the ones that actually run the coordinated entry system that's been built up locally to track and input people that need services. I mean, it's just standard good practice to have a system by which you can handle the flow of work, the varying types of people that have different needs and serve them adequately. It's, you need that. You need some sort of system. So the thing that this subcommittee is working on, it's to develop and implement diversion training for all community-based organizations and elected officials and then to enhance the system to identify households most at risk and prioritize them for prevention funding. So even who will go homeless is to be considered. It's a tall order. And a lot of good people have been working on this a long, long time. But the thing that was fortifying for me The advantage I seek is to do the best job I can to help push this process along in a way that actually does some good. And that's what I want to see, some pictures, you know, hand out some trading cards with the faces of the people that went from a bad situation into a stable one where they're happy. And that's pretty hard to find, even people that are stable are rarely happy or fulfilled. And it's, it's always a, it's always a rat race. So here it is. I'm sitting in this nice conference room and everyone else in there, and there's only four other people and they all work for Valley Oasis and they're the ones doing it. And other members that signed up, I I can understand that people have lives and Shannon Thomas, my one friend, is the head of the local chapter of the NAACP, and he also has other things he does. So he's working on continuing education, you know, has a family. His life is not easy to make all the meetings. So, but what can he do when our first action item is to train the coordinated entry system lead, which are the people's room I'm sitting in on diversion and prevention techniques. What are these techniques going to be if I can't hand them a card and say, go here and someone will help you. And the only advantage to be taken out of that room was to realize that, well, we have to come up with something that's a little different than the way we've been approaching this. It's kind of silly because you need certain things to begin, and maybe my group is leading to an honest expression of what the problem really is. Trying to do it this way is kind of... uh, Chasing the tail situation. So, how do we advantage? How do we get an advantage? Or, back to the way I originally said it, how do we advantage? And this came to me today at the close of a meeting, where the meeting was interesting in that there are varying opinions among people, and if they had a different and better or more complete vantage of it, it might be better. So that's the advantage that came to me. And I don't think about it normally in that way. An advantage is something, you know, luck in a card game or who knows. So, but if you can add vantage advantage, vantage points, look at things differently. That's just what it really comes down to. And sometimes it's just really noticing the cool things that are there all around you and the coincidence, which I'm not a big believer in. I do believe that there's a convergence of energies that bring forth certain events at times. I mean, they, the events come forth, whether they bring them forth or not. The energy is there. The events are there. So your advantage is to understand it, see it as thoroughly as possible. Like, just to give you a funny story, I like to make the podcast a special time. So I'll go ahead and get a teacup um, candle and stick it in the oil burner, the essential oil burner, and treat myself to some nice scent as I put this together. Well, I have a ceiling fan in my office and I tried to light the candle and it was very hard because of the fan and I wouldn't accept that I just couldn't do that. So the advantage came when I realized on the second time that oh, all I have to do is step a little to the side where the wind isn't so strong and the thing will light right up. And I felt dumb because I should have known that. I, I should have realized that before I even tried, you know, just bend out of the wind. So, but looking at it differently, seeing it a different way, and just being willing to let what it is unfold in front of you. That's how my teacup lighting thing went a bit. It was there, you know, there was some help, something pushed me to, oh, but, so the thing that everybody wishes they could see better, the pollsters are predicting, the pundits are speculating, and the midterms are coming, and there is a lot on the line. Now, last week, Saturday, was a very sad day in our nation's history and before i talk about that it started pretty good for me i woke up and the newspaper has been withholding i say withholding they hadn't put it out yet A, a little quote if you write little quotes they get put in the head lead of the letters to the editor because they're just a few words and mine was about the republicans do they realize what they've done to justice now I turned on the TV and there was a horrible mass shooting in a Pittsburgh synagogue and the death numbers were just coming in and there were, you know, not unfinished reporting and police officers shot. And so this is a very serious event and you always want to know, how does a guy just go crazy and do that? and why, why, why? These are, most of these were older people, and you know they posed no threat to anybody. But this crazy gunman, their existence irked him. The presence that uh, their presence irked him. The, the I think he we're learning more and more now about him, but he was upset about our country being taken over. And uh, so he'd written a lot about that, and he was just going to start stopping the other from coming, and that was his plan. But this is what was neat about Saturday, the paper. There was uh, a letter to the editor. It's called Sharing a Point of View. And it starts out with enemies of the people in alphabetical order. And then he goes through Brennan, Clapper, Clinton, Clinton, Comey, Holder, Lynch, McCabe, Mueller, Obama. So this is the list of everybody that got these pipe bombs. And what he's saying in his article is that these are the enemies of the people. And it goes on to talk about punishment and what it is. So he really wants these people punished. And so too did the crazy bomber guy who they caught and identified and he lived in a van and the thing had quite an array of windows were all blocked out with every kind of Trump memorabilia. He goes to rallies, he uh, mingles, he shares the belief that something's got to be done. Very similar to the gentleman in the paper sharing his point of view. Hey, you, you got to share it, and it's better to share it, but it's funny that it would be put in there on the day I talk about the Republican harm, their refusal to hold this guy accountable for his crazy behavior. It is really too much a president of the United States to go around talking about the enemy of the people as if it's some subliminal command to do something about it, but the synagogue shooter, the pipe bomb mailer, they were certainly compelled to do something about the stuff that Trump Continually whoops up his base with, and there's nothing unifying in it. It's really just, it's so sad to me. It's so sad. I have seen some, well, Oprah. Oprah was on today, and she's out campaigning in Georgia for Stacey Abrams. And this, you know, this could be a win. And everybody looks at Oprah like, is she a 2020 presidential candidate? I mean, I I, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, if uh, you think Barack Obama get the black vote, and that's not derogatory in any way. Black people love Oprah. Oprah is, is she's... She's the stuff. I mean, she's Beyonce and Barack if they had a love child. You know, it's um it's amazing that the cult of personality could go again that way, but you know, no one has to do the job of president by themselves, so they can get competent help and or hire the best people, however that really works. But it was neat to see her and then Barack Obama. And then this is the one that's kind of funny because you deserve to be picked on if you're Mike Pence. This is, this is what I believe. So he was giving a speech trying to do the same thing, campaigning. And he's talking about Will Ferrell even came out and Oprah. And then he got all cocky. He said, i got to tell you that I'm kind of a big thing too. Okay, Mike Pence. You know, Oprah is a, a, a godlike legend. I mean, she, she has earned her sublime status long, long ago. And from Chicago, my hometown. Go cool girl. And Will Farrell, well, he's made me laugh quite a bit. And Mike Pence never once. So not no, no cigar, Mike. I mean, he doesn't disappoint me. I never expected anything from him. I suppose I never expected anything from Donald Trump either. I watched Stephen Colbert and Chris Wallace from Fox News uh, on the show tonight, having a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek debate about maybe Trump has done some good things, but the carrying over of the economic growth that started under Obama and all the other things that you just really, if you look at them, if 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 you add vantage, you see that it's well, like you know, everybody does what They say so. Sure, every administration tries to paint the best picture of it and take credit for what. And I read that in the book of power the other day as I was skimming through it and. Let others do the work and take the credit. But you can't take it from a different time or an administration. I mean, you know, make your subordinates actually create it and then steal it like the best do. So, anyway, that goes on. There's voter suppression in the midterms that should be, even in Georgia and in Kansas... And places like North Dakota comes to mind in Heidi Camp, they don't even have voter ID laws because they have so few people. They just let them vote. These places don't have a lot of people. And there is a tendency to, uh, be, you know, in the one race, the Navajo people that live in the reservation, they're getting challenged because they don't have... Uh, street address on their ID in Georgia they moved the polling place out of town in Kansas in, in these two places Georgia and Kansas if I'm not incorrect the guys running for governor are the secretaries of state in each state who control the elections and that doesn't seem to be a problem so There are issues, we're working on them, and I just wish the last thing, that Trump had respected the request of the families to not come to Pittsburgh during the funerals because of the demands on the city and the difficulty you know, there's no advantage there to spread limited resources so that someone has to not get what they might have otherwise in protection and resources and accommodation. And But he came anyway, claimed it was a big success. So Donald Trump advantages it that way. I guess that means... No matter which way you do, and you think you're right, you really not. might not be right, and you should advantage it a little more.